All right, it's June 22nd, and you're listening to Headliners, a weekly entertainment news podcast from Six Pack Cinema. Today we're talking about things you probably already thought happened, the Family Guy guy donating a bunch of money to NPR, and Liza Minnelli getting upset over of the movie about her mother. Uh, Jimmy's back from Utah and joining us, and my, joining myself and Dave once again. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I've seen three movies in my life. Bridge on the River Kwai, Patton, and Herbie Fully Loaded. You serious, Clark? I always tell it to Is that your thing? You come into a bar, you read some obscure passage, and then pretend you, you pawn it off as your own? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Did that go the way you thought it was going to go? Nope. Smooth. Really, really crushed that one. Yeah. That was better than last week. So yeah. No, I mean, I'm getting getting better at reading. One day I'll get there. <laughs> All right. So uh, box office, no surprise. Incredibles 2 crushed it. 180 million. Far and away the winner of the weekend. Ocean's 8 dropped 18. Um, Tag came in at third spot. Solo dropped the fourth, which still surprisingly beat out Deadpool. But, you know, that's it. And uh, RIP to Avengers. They're actually out of the top five. Finally. Down Only to took place. like a month and a half. How did, yep. how did Tag do last week? Uh, this is the opening weekend. Oh, this is? Yeah. Oh, that's not that good. So, so nothing last no. weekend. It's a bummer. Yeah. I yep. still think Solo's holding on because of the word of mouth stuff. Yeah, I mean, they're getting close to 200 million domestic, so. And it's a Star Wars movie. The Star Wars fans are going to come out no matter what. Yeah. They may not like it, but they're going to come out. And I heard that the Lucasfilm's putting the hold on all uh, spinoffs or whatever yeah the anthology ones there's yeah. still an active development of the john farvo uh tv series the ryan johnson trilogy and the game of Thrones creators trilogy yeah, yeah i don't know I'm, I'm glad it's put on hold because that seems like a whole lot of star wars oh and the animated show which supposedly comes out this fall that's too much so, Star Wars. yeah i mean they put a hold on stuff but they still have nine movies and two tv shows yeah pump the brakes they don't need that yep all right, I want to get into things worth mentioning but not really worth discussing. My favorite segment. Let's do it. Love mentioning things. Mediocre on discussing them. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? Yep. Seth MacFarlane donated $2.5 million to NPR in response to Fox News' Tucker Carlson telling his viewers to assume that everything they hear from competing news networks is a lie. I have no idea how this helps, changes, or fixes what Fox News says, but good for NPR. NPR is like, thanks, Tucker. Yeah. Well, it's it's to get money into the uh, the uh, unbiased news stations, I guess. Yeah. And he has contracts, so he can't just, like, walk away from Fox. Yep. Yep, but anyone that watches Tucker Carlson and hears what he says now just thinks, okay, I won't listen to NPR. This isn't a problem. This isn't a solution. No, no, but it's it's... No, you're right. It's not a solution, but it's a it's a good gesture, I suppose. If you want to doing something rather than nothing, I'll give them that. But you're right. Not going to fix anything. The, the, the morons out there who are going to believe Tucker Carlson are going to believe Tucker Carlson, no matter what you do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up, uh, Heather Locklear was arrested and hospitalized for running around erratically looking for a gun so she could shoot herself. To clarify, not a suicide attempt, just an attempt at a suicide attempt. Really sad for her. She was... Growing up, one of the hot ones for me, like she oh, was yeah. 
Jeez. She was like top prime. five of all time in her prime. Her on, on Spin City fell in love with her. So seeing her like this now, it's kind of sad. I guess she's been arrested a bunch lately. So yeah. not looking good well, for blondes. Hope she gets the uh, help she needs. Probably won't. Yep. All right. This one is a good one because listen to the way Sheehan wrote this up. Sort of a good guy Tom Cruise story. 25 years ago, his co-star didn't want to expose herself on camera, but she felt pressured to do it. Then Tom stepped in and got that scene cut, although there was still another nude scene in the movie that she had to do anyways. What the hell kind of write-up is that? Sheehan didn't tell me the actress, the movie, Uh. or include a link to the pictures. It (laughs) It was Leah Thompson, the mom from Back to the Future, and it was in the movie All the Right Things, and the best part about this is... There's the most close-up of a nipple I've ever seen in a movie ever, and it's from this scene that she did have to do. She did it. Tom Cruise said, hey, she doesn't feel comfortable going topless, so I'm going to be naked too. None of Tom Cruise's junk or butt is in the scene, so really it's not a nice guy move. Tom Cruise just kind of creepy. He got naked with a co-star when he didn't have to. I love your analysis. Well, I, I, could, see, I could see her appreciating that he was – he was getting naked in front of the camera. I'm sure she too. was. I'm sure she was so happy that he got naked too, while the camera was an inch away from her nipple <laughs> and nowhere near his dick. I don't know. I think you're just being a Debbie Doubter on this. I think it's no, a solid B plus effort. This the story is the fact that he was like, "Well, I'm a hero because I, I saved this woman from being naked on." on and camera she was still naked. Did exactly. He, did he come? Well, when I read the thing, I didn't realize he well, was the one talking about it. Well, he may or may not talk about it, but I know he feels like a hero. That's why my. I know she. I thought, or well, at least I thought she was the one who brought it up because the other scene, she she was the one who just didn't want to. It was less the nudity. She didn't want to do that scene, especially naked. So he put a, the kibosh on that. Yeah, I think people are just so hungry for a, a good guy story of Hollywood that uh, they're grasping at straws. And if this is the best they can do, it's not a good look. Yeah, and I'm sorry, Jimmy. I didn't include the link to the pictures of the naked girl. Yeah, I wait. Was respecting I her. Privacy. I mean, it's incredibly rude to say, and they did a nude scene, guy or girl, whoever, and not include the picture to the nude scene. See, in, I, my, in my head, I, I assume you guys are like lo- looking at the headlines with me, and I was just summarizing. That's on me. I'm sorry. I need to include links. Yeah, Jimmy, can you shoot me that link? I, I still haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, just type in Leah Thompson, all the right moves, topless. That's what. That's and Google Images came up for Ooh. me. It's just the most, you'll see. I'm going to click the, uh, I'm feeling lucky. (laughs) Take the first image. It it is like literally just her nipple. All right. Well, I'm excited to check this out after. But the next thing's worth mentioning, but not worth discussing. The Jerry Springer show officially ended production this week, a decade probably after everyone assumed this happened. I didn't know it was still on, but they've been in production for almost 30 years. Mm-hmm. Which is one of the longest running shows ever. I mean, Twitter and Facebook have taken over this. You used yeah. to have to watch Jerry Springer to get the low lives and crazies, and now people just openly put their lives out there for everyone else. And you could be like, "Did you see Blah Blah's Facebook? They're having troubles, and there's another one." So, social media ruined this. Yeah, internet ruined yeah. it. But we got some world class gifts out of it. Oh yeah. The, that one guy who finds out he's uh, not the father and does the crab walk. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> yep. I just love the 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 Ku Klux Klan brawl with the with the audience. Like that oh, was. I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, it's made. It's in the link that I sent you guys. It's. 
Okay. Like I, I said, I, world, world class. Nice. Uh, I'm excited to check that out then. But in the latest case of why the hell hasn't this happened already, Bill Cosby's wife has taken the first steps towards divorce. Actually, do you guys think this is a dumb move? Because when he dies, if she's divor- if they're divorced, she doesn't get as much, right? Yeah, it's got to be a money play. I don't know which how it shakes out, but this has to be in her whatever her best entrance is to get the most money out of his if she inherits it when he dies. As a married wife, does she get more than if she divorces him and takes half? That's was my thinking. Uh, excellent point. Um, can you divorce someone under terms of uh, becoming a monster and then take everything? I doubt it. I don't he, think well, he, so. I think I don't she'll think get so. she'll get like a ton of money in alimony, but then when he dies, alimony. she doesn't get that anymore. Yeah. Well, no, you you can. They've been married for a long, long time. Asses, asses don't have to be split down the middle. They don't. She can, she can win. Well, but you can just wait it out. He's in jail, so what's being married even mean? Yeah, he's blind, deaf, and in jail. He's not surviving long. I got to believe having being married to this guy and, and for history knowing, like, well, yeah, this woman was married to him till the day she died because... I mean, it's you know, not like she didn't know for, for four decades. Girl. She'd yeah. known about it for four decades, so I think What's she's... What's his net worth? Maybe he's not worth as much as we think. That can't be true. <laughs> I'm Googling it. It's still Bill Cosby. $400 million. Oh, yeah, no, you stay married to him for that $400 million. I don't know, you split you just, 200 you... mil and, and then your dignity shreds of her dignity. I think that yeah, that She that doesn't have her fine. dignity, though. Like, yeah, she's just as bad as... I don't know. At this point, you... Fuck your dignity. Get the extra 200 mil. Yeah. That's true. Yep. I don't know. I, I just think it was, I was just stunned the fact that she hadn't already uh, divorced him. So. All right. So uh, last up on our little uh, headliners here, uh, Sophie Turner, star of Game of Thrones, which is in the process of conclu- concluding its final season. She got a uh, Thrones tattoo on her right, right in the inside elbow, and it seems to be a major spoiler for the final season. Did you guys watch Thrones? Yes. Uh, yeah, I love it. I read, I've read the books, Nerd. and this isn't a spoiler. Like, this is a quote from Ned Stark in the first season. Okay, but could be a little spoilerish. Yeah, I, I mean, I I see how it could be a spoiler, but I think it was what like, J- Jimmy. Do you know what quote. it says? Yeah, yeah. It says that spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Mute, mute your podcast. Mute your podcast. Mute your podcast. Go forward like three minutes. It says. Last warning, last warning, last warning. The tattoo that she got, last warning, says the pack survives. Right? With the dire yep. wolf. With the dire wolf. So it sounds like all the kids survive. I mean, they haven't already when Ned initially said it to her. So I don't get what, what it means. I think that, uh, you know, the Starks are take over again. So they- Jon Snow, he's, uh, he, he beats Daenerys. Well, yeah. they're teaming up. They're teaming they're up. Yeah, them. yeah. They're never going to be fighting. Yeah, I don't know. You don't know. Yeah, they're they're, they're cousin they're, lovers or brother sister cousin they, lovers. No, they're they're nephew aunt. As as Thrones uh, enthusiasts such as yourselves, you know that nothing's ever as it appears. Uh, well, since, since they've run out of source material, material everything's as it appears. But they caught quite the flack for for doing that, so I, I can't imagine they'd be like fluff about this one. They got to go out with a bang. I doubt it. I think it's just going to be a happy ending. I don't think it's going to be a happy ending. I think 
I mean, George R. R. Martin told them how it ends back in season one, so they know they just been working towards what he told them the end game is. Yeah. So. I don't know. Okay. I don't know, man. I th- I got kind of excited with the spoiler because I I like the fact that Starks win. Big Stark guy. I think there will be maybe one or two Starks left. Huge Stark guy. <laughs> Huge. Huge. All right, the main story we're going to talk about, um, Liza Minnelli does not approve nor sanction the upcoming Judy Garland biopic starring Renee Zellweger. Today was the day I learned that Liza Minnelli was Judy Garland's daughter. Did you guys Same. know that? Nope. I didn't know that. Stunning, and right? The only thing I know about Liza Minnelli is the Yankees used to play her version of New York, New York after losses, and they'd play the, <laughs> Sinat- they'd play the Sinatra version after wins. And she made them stop because she didn't want to become synonymous with losing, which is fair to her. Like, very fair yeah. to her. That's all I knew about her. And, uh, yeah. But Start that's A-plus. Spreading the news. That's A-plus uh, trolling by the Yankees. How long ago was that? Hours. 90s? <laughs> 90s into the early 2000s? Like, I remember hearing her. But I don't think the Yankees meant it as disrespect. They just wanted a different version like, I don't think they chose her as, like, let's insult her. They just they just wanted Sinatra to be the fun one. Okay. They should really yeah. just not play anything. That makes sense. Like, when the Red Sox lose, they don't play Dirty Water. They don't have some, like, hack version of it. Yeah. Just don't play it. Just don't play it. But now they just play Sinatra whether they win or lose, and it sucks. Well, I, I don't that's like that. That's stupid. Just play it when they win. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's how they should do it. But that's what I know about Liza. Okay. My, well, all I know about Liza is that she was in Arrested Development and playing a crazy neighbor. And my opinion of her is solely based upon that role. So when I read this article, the headline, I, I said, oh, well, so she's crazy and she's going to ruin this movie. But then I read it and she's not. She's actually well in her rights to be upset about this. No, I, that, I don't know if she still does, but when she was young, wasn't she like, didn't she have a beautiful singing voice? I haven't what? heard her sing. Liza? Who are we talking about now? Yeah. No, no, no. no she, she's... She's a very talented person, yes. Okay, but yeah, I'm saying I don't know my, my opinion of her was that she was crazy because of this one role I know I associated with. Okay. All right. Uh, she's she's saying that um, no one has ever uh, talked to her about her mother. Um, Renee Zellweger did not bond with her over over talking about her mother. Uh, they have never met nor spoken to Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger. I don't know how these stories get started, but I. Do not approve nor sanction the upcoming film about Judy Garland in any way. Any reports to the contrary are 100% fiction. Now, my suspicion is because I scrolled down to the article, and it says, The film will feature some of Judy Garland's best-known songs as it celebrates the voice, the capacity for love, and the sheer pizzazz of one of the world's greatest entertainers. Now, she really is super talented, and she's one of the best actresses of all time. But if you're doing a biopic... You damn well better include the MGM abuse of this this poor girl and the essentially forced her into uh, drinking herself to death at a really young age, forty seven years old. Jeez, that's that's young. If you do a, a, a biopic of Judy Garland, it has to be dark. Yeah, it does. That's all anyone knows about her. What mm-hmm. the hell is Renee Zellweger still doing getting roles? Like it was a bad movie, right? She hasn't gotten a role worthwhile in a decade. Sides maybe. Well, yeah, Jones not after thing. she trashed all the uh, Seth Rogen ones. She like, trashed Dur- Seth Rogen. Yeah, because they were in some movies together, right? 
Am I thinking of a different actress? Yes. Believe, you're thinking think you're thinking of the Mormon really tall pretty girl from Knocked Up. Yes. That's no. what I was thinking of. No, no. Yeah. I, fuck. Renee Zellweger is still acting? Yeah. She look she looks different now. I think she went through some surgery. Yeah, years she ago looks completely like she looks completely person. different. The last movie that I liked her in was Appaloosa, the western. With Vito Never. Viggo Mortensen and um uh, who else is in it? Jeremy Irons. Yeah. Sure. And Ed yeah. Harris. Viggo Morrison, Ed Harris. That's the last That's movie. That's a good cast besides her. I've never seen it. She was okay in it. Before that, she was in Leatherheads, which was a bad movie, but it was a big movie at the time. Cinderella like Man, she's awesome. She, Cinderella Man's an amazing movie, and she's good. Other than that, have you guys ever heard of New in Town, My One and Only, Monst- oh. Monsters vs. Yeah, Aliens, yeah. Voice? Give her credit Monsters for... Monsters Alien I've heard of, but I've never seen it. Excellent movie. It's a great alcohol to film. Um, and she was excellent in Me, Myself, and Irene. Yeah, that's oh, that's, yeah. that's that's a long time ago. Way far away. I know. Just saying. Was that like 2002? So 2010, Probably. my own love song. Then for six years, she didn't do anything. She did The Whole Truth. Then Bridget Jones' Baby, I guess a sequel to that. Then Some Kind of different me which sounds like a lifetime movie blue night yeah she hasn't done anything so I, this movie sounds like it's gonna be so bad see i had high hopes for it because judy garland's a great not a great story but a really interesting story it's a tragic story this should be a tragedy yeah just the fact that that mgm basically bought her when she was 13 years old threw into a long-term contract and the the producers and everything would just like bully her and say she was unattractive she was beautiful oh yeah uh, say she was unattractive and would basically, basically, um, her diet was like one meal and cigarettes and alcohol. That was her diet. Got to keep trim and yeah. uh, and pale. I mean, it's a horrible diet for your health, but she was attractive. Very attractive, but the, so the diet like, works. Well, no, they were taunting her like they were like getting her in her psyche like to doubt herself. It's fucked up. Oh, yeah. Um, wasn't she married a bunch too? Yes, she was married five times uh, over the course of 28 years. So she was first married um, in 1941 she was, when she was 19. And her last marriage, she was married in 1969, the same year she died. So through 28 years of marriage with five guys, only two of those years in between all those marriages was she, she was single. It was crazy. Like There was like, oh, married through uh, 41 to 44. Married from 45 to... 50 it was yeah she was just fucked over by mgm and like i feel like after that happened she just had psychological problems i'm sure she was she was released from her contract after 15 years which wasn't even the full term and she had already done over 30 movies for mgm so that's averaging two two a year which is a lot yeah i never seen anything then though um i guess back then like Movie production wasn't what what like it was today. No, it was pretty simple. Like you yeah, going on a movie. Go on a sound stage and just do it. Yeah. But still, that's a but lot. Still, that's still a lot. And she was released early from contract, but 15 years is, is being released early. That's crazy. I'm sure that set the precedent for a lot of contract limitation laws. I don't know, man. It's, if it did, it didn't happen much, much later on. No, no, this, I'm this saying was... like her getting out and like her story. Maybe. Dead. Yeah, probably. So yeah, this is this this movie looks like it's gonna be whitewashing the whole story. Yeah. Well, fuck this movie. Yep. 
Disappointment. I, I just ran up and down her IMDb. I've I've only seen Wizard of Oz. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a different time. She was in the 40s. Yeah. But you thought you know, maybe it, some. I've seen some old classics. Yeah, but it's one of those things. Like, there were so many movies back then that weren't what, really marketed. What were a couple of her other big ones? Oh, uh, A Star is Born. That was, she won the Academy Award for that. Yeah, and The Babe. Oh, babe something. Babe Pig in the City? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Babe in no, the... that's not. That's a that's a movie from like nineteen ninety something. That's a pig movie. Babes on Broadway. I've heard of that before. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Babe, you've heard her. You've heard her sing though, right? Babes in Arms. Yeah, I've heard her sing. Wonderful voice. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and um, so, uh, she she died uh, June twenty second, nineteen sixty nine. Forty nine years ago to the day. Nice. Today. No. R.I.P. in peace. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on from sad news and uh, I want to talk about trailers. Dave, you you brought up Creed two. Oh yeah, I I feel like this is definitely the biggest trailer re- release of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it looks fantastic for those of you at home. It's I mean it's Michael B. Jordan and it's going through the Rocky movie plots. The plots aren't really ever that amazing. But well, one was Rocky. One was Rocky. One is a real movie. Well, yeah, I, th- I think Rocky One is a fantastic movie. I think Rocky Two is also a great movie. Yeah, and I think Creed was the best Rocky movie since Rocky Two, and it's on the same level. Yep, I'd even put but they, Rocky, they all I'd put similar. I'd put Rocky Balboa ahead of like four and five. Yes, Ra- Rocky Balboa was really good. I, I I liked it. It was better than I thought it was going to be going into it. But you need five to set up Rocky Balboa while he's all poor. So that's a little bit shitty. You got to watch the worst one. Yeah. Uh, Creed, who I thought was really good. Um, I'm upset about this movie because Ryan Coogler's not directing it, and it's some first-time director, basically. Not a first-time first-time, but doesn't have a lot of credits to his name. Ryan Coogler does really good shit. Uh, didn't he just do that that um, superhero movie? He did Black Panther. Black Panther. And but- and I thought he was going to be doing the Creed franchise, but he's not. He's, he's producing it, and apparently he, Stallone, and Michael B. Jordan are the ones who, like, the three of them were interviewing the directors and figured out who should direct this. Okay. Well, that, so if, they, if he's, they chose if he's still guy, got his hands in it, that's cool, uh, I guess. Yeah. And then I believe he helped Stallone write the script, too. I, I'm not watching the trailer because I know I want to see this. So I don't want to know anything. Okay. I don't want to know anything oh. about it. Well, then my note probably ruined something. I haven't read it. Ooh. Oh, fuck, I want to talk about it. There's a good reveal in the trailer that apparently not a lot of people knew about. I did because I follow movie production a crazy amount. But everyone I know who saw the trailer were like, oh shit, as soon as this part happened. Mm. So should I she watch in- it? I think so. I, this is a very good without telling the whole story trailer. You guys want to hear hear a fun fact? You've never seen any Rocky movie. Not a one. Oh my God, Shan! Why are you the way you are? <laughs> you should watch Rocky One. I, I don't. No, I, I don't I, think I, you I, need to watch any others. Uh, but Rocky One, like, won Best Picture or was up for Best Picture, and it's cool story. He, he, I think it won Best Screenplay. He, Sylvester Stallone wrote it. And he sold his dog to make it. Um, and the first thing he did when he got it sold was buy his dog back. 
That's a cute story. And uh, he he would only make it if they let him be the actor. And they said no, like absolutely not. You will not be the lead role because I, they mm-hmm. probably heard him talk. He's like, I'm yeah, not. They, you're not making it. So he took way less money than he could have to be the oh, lead yeah. actor. He, tur- he turned down I think eight or nine diff- other offers because they they were offering him a shit ton of money, but they wouldn't let him be in it. Yeah. So Rocky One is a really really good and cool Hollywood story. Then Rocky Two's good. Uh, then from three, four, five, they become straight up like Hollywood blockbuster. Like, here's your villain. Here's your bad guy. All the heart is taken out of it, and it's just copy paste. Well, in Rocky three, he defeats communism with punches. That's four. Three is, oh, is Mr. Three is Mr. T. Yes, Mr. T's involved, huh? But it was like the uh, first time you ever saw Mr. T. My dad said it was mm-hmm. like he was actually scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, but yeah, but those become more rinse repeat like Fast and Furious style versions of a movie where okay. where the yeah. first one is very good. The second one's pretty good. Creed is good. It's I think it's good. Yeah. See, I I've would never... watch one, two, four, and Creed. I've never had anything against Rocky or the, the, those movies. Just one of those things where it, it came out when I was very young and uh, just never got around to watching it. And it, at, this t- at this point, it's become a thing. And it's and I know if watching it when you watch a movie from the 80s for the first time it's never really gonna have the same impact as you did when you watch it in the 90s well see that's the thing rocky like um rocky one ages fine you can watch it now and it it, it's still good but rocky three four and five aged so bad like every other 80s movie because rocky one was 70s they're the the rest the they aged so bad but rocky one is a good movie it's my homework I'll, I'll, i'll watch this sometime you should watch it before Creed 2. You should watch at least that one and Creed. I feel so like I should probably watch Creed before Creed 2, Dave. I know. Well, no, but <laughs> I meant, I meant, I assume we're going to review Creed 2, so you should you don't know. at least those two. You know, you what, know. I, you know what I compared Rocky 1 to for you, Sheehan? <laughs> the movie Drive with Ryan Gosling. Okay. Like, you expect that to be this big, like, car racing action movie. You might expect Rocky One to be this big action boxing movie. It's not an action movie at all. It's a per, it's a, like a personal drama. It's pretty quiet. Rocky doesn't say a lot of lines, just like Ryan Gosling in Drive. There's like so it's more like Cinderella I, Man. Cinderella Man's bit. more of like a like a epic, almost like a bigger masterpiece. I'd like say a, most of the movies in the series, the fights are the smaller part of it. Like it's more the story leading up to it, which is the good part. Except Rocky Balboa, that was a great fight. Yeah. Can I ask you, um, before we move on, because we should, does he deserve a statue in Philadelphia? Yes. That, the movie's that good. Oh, no. It's crazy that they have a statue of a fictional character. It's absolutely that, crazy. But whatever, it's fun. I mean, Detroit has a statue of RoboCop, so. Which is just, they, they get such a pass in that one, that should be ridiculed so much more. No, I mean, um, I think before this year and the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, this was the best thing to ever come out of Philly. Yeah, but I mean, that'd be like having a, a statue of Jimmy Fallon outside Fenway for, for no. your pitch. It would be... It's just like that, yeah. It is like that. Well, no, because it was like... No, a, no, no, because no, Jimmy Fallon didn't play a sport. He was just a fan. Yeah. Okay. But he, made, he had a, a substantial impact on us winning the World Series, as you know. <laughs> no. It would be like a statue of Lady Bird out of Sacramento. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Good. We'll, we'll, we'll move on on that note. Um, 
you, uh, like Father came out. This is a movie with um, fuck is her name, uh, Veronica Mars. Can't remember. Fuck, what? what's her name? Jimmy, help us. Kristen Stewart. That's yeah. no, 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 no. Chris, nope. no, no. Bell, 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 Kristen Bell, Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell and Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer has been gone for years, so the fact that he's playing a father who comes out of the woodwork for his daughter's wedding uh, and gets shit-faced at the wedding when she got left at the altar, it's perfect because Kelsey Grammer, he disappeared, popped, ba- popped back into our lives for this movie. I'm so excited to see him again. Well, um, he had a small cameo in X-Men Days of Future Past. Very small. Very, very, very small. But yeah. this is another lead role, so... Like I just said, a synopsis of it is she's left at the altar. Her father, who hasn't seen her since she was five, randomly appeared at the uh, wedding. They got shit-faced and ended up on the boat, the cruise ship that the, she was going to go on her honeymoon with. So she's stuck on this honeymoon boat with her father. Basically, locked in uh, tight quarters so they have to work out their issues. Yes, it's it's very boilerplate and probably vanilla, but it just seems like a good time to me. I don't know. My yeah, no, I, I think movie. I'll see this, and it, it'll be a cozy movie. She also bones Seth Rogen. Which is the most unbelievable part. Uh, he was looking thin for once. He still is ugly as fuck. I like yeah, Seth Rogen, but... and I like her. So, And I like this kind of movie. It like seems like a very basic life movie. Mm. Right up your alley. Yeah. So I, 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 I saw this trailer the other day, and they used the, I wish that I knew yeah. what I knew now. When I was younger, it's my great song. The opening That's song, a great trailer song. Opening, yeah. opening song to "Without a Paddle." Oh, it is. Fuck, I need to rewatch that. Mm, it's pretty bad. Yeah, is it? It doesn't. It has up. to be. There's like some acts that are just really stupid, like the treehouse shit. Disappointing. I I really liked it when it first came out. Me too. Well, yeah. I, li- I like the I like the nostalgia factor and like the heart of it. And then there's some that's like really dumb. But that song, Rod Stewart, well, Rod Stewart's band. Good song. It's a great song. Faces. And it's a Netflix movie, right? Yeah. Which is awesome. I, lo- I can't wait for more big uh, big name Netflix movies coming out because I don't have to go out. It's already my, my home. Yep. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Um, another Netflix movie coming out is Tao, which is so bad, I don't want to talk about it. Good. Let's skip it. Thank yeah. you. My one note was, woof, this looks bad. Yep. Terrible. So if you see Tao, go on. It's not Asian. It's something weirder. Uh, Night Eats the World. It's another uh, zombie movie, but Dave, you seem pretty excited about it. Well, it's a zombie movie with a heart. Is that what you? Oh, Dave's gone. Oh, he's out. <laughs> I didn't watch this because it said zombie movie. Oh, Dave, Dave, is, is your computer doing it again? It didn't go dark. It just blacked out of Hangouts and said I. Got disconnected because the computer went to sleep, but it didn't go to sleep. All right. Yeah, last last week he had to keep moving his mouth, mouse the whole time. <laughs> yep, I'm doing it again now. <laughs> All right. So um, just to sake of time, Night Eats World, it's it's a zombie movie. And it's a little more than that, but whatever. Moving on to the one we want to, I want to talk about. Welcome to Marwin. You guys haven't watched the trailer to this, right? Nope. No. no. Do you know it's oh, Steve Carell? It's it's he stars in it. Okay. And Steve Carell he is an artist who's extremely good and he's well known, and he gets the shit kicked out of him at a bar by a bunch of uh, Nazis. And it's it's not like it's 1940s. It's like today. So yeah, it's yeah. you know like neo Nazis. Yeah. So um, 
the story is about him recovering. Uh, he can no longer draw. He can no, his his brain is, is damaged to the point where he can't even write his own name. So drawing's out, but he still has to express himself because he's an artist. So what he does is he has um, basically what, what amounts to Barbie dolls, and he sets up these Barbie dolls dressed up in in different uh, action scenes, and his his um, his brain is, is is leaning towards World War Two now because he was beat up by Nazis. So is, is he has. His own in his own brain. His brain is helping him cope with this disaster and this damage by um, living through these dolls. And the way they shoot this movie is really interesting because they go in and out of real life and then like CGI Barbie dolls like running around shooting things and like it's wild. Uh, highly recommend you go out and see this trailer. If I if I haven't if if it, if it seems confusing. Watch it, then listen to what I said. It'll make a lot more sense. Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like you didn't sell it well, but the idea. It's it's really hard to describe. After this, it's very hard to describe. Basically, Steve Carell is also a Barbie doll, and his brain his brain is using these dolls to cope with what's going on outside to help him uh, heal, because he he's not doing well. I, I gotta I gotta watch this to piece it together myself. Yeah, yeah. I, I gotta watch the trailer after this. So. I'm sorry I'm not good at uh, explaining things that are <laughs> the I could barely comprehend, but it was so cool I had to at least bring it up. Yeah. Well, thanks. Sure. Sorry I failed you guys. So moving on to movie releases this week. Uh, there are two coming out. Only one major, which is Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I can't wait for it because I'm a sucker for Jurassic. I like Jurassic World a lot more than other people. It wasn't like a, an amazing film, but it was great oh, that, popcorn was enjoyable. Number two behind Jurassic Park. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Jimmy, is, do you like these movies, or is this up, up there with, like, superheroes? Um, never seen any of them. What? No, really? Yeah. You should watch the first Jurassic Park. I've you seen, I've see seen, I, I may have seen the first Jurassic Park, but not A to Z. Okay. Like not, You've seen pieces. Not beginning to end. If Sheehan's going to watch Rocky, you should watch this. And we'll find another old classic movie I haven't seen. We'll, all, we'll do an episode where we all give our thoughts on these classic movies we haven't seen. Sounds good. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. Um, spoiler alert, it's good. Yeah, it is. All right, the other it's movie coming Spielberg out. Spielberg in his prime. Yeah. Other movie coming out this week, which I really wish was nationwide, but it's not, is uh, The Catcher Was a Spy, which is Paul Rudd playing the true story of a... Uh, Major League Baseball player uh, tapped to become a spy for World War II because he speaks five different languages and he's very athletic and he's an intelligent person. This movie is like someone took everything I enjoy and put it to paper. <laughs> yeah, the I war- think I'm going to go see it this weekend. Uh, history, World War II, spy dramas, and baseball. And Paul yes. Rudd. And Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's great. It's a shame that's a Red Sox player, though. I don't care. I, I, I will. I, I'm just saying, if it, if it was a Yankee player, it'd been like, well, yeah, it would have been right up my alley, but it <laughs> doesn't ruin it for me. It shouldn't. But yeah, I'm very excited about it. Yep. How are right. it doing in reviews? Does it have good reviews? I haven't really looked at it, to be honest. Um, I watched the trailer, and that's all that really mattered to me because I'm going to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I try Ooh. to avoid the reviews when I know I'm really, really like going to like anticipate watching it. I just, yeah, I wish I re- avoided the reviews just now. Fuck you. I'm still going to see it. I'm still going to be excited um, about Yeah, it. I think I'm going to see it Saturday here. Nice. All right, guys. Well, um, on that, we're going to wrap this up. We're going up. Oh, real quick, want to shout out Dan out in uh, uh, Cleveland, I think he said. Uh, 
United States Coast Guard. He listens to us every day on the way to uh, on his way to work. Hey, hey, he really enjoys it. So thanks, Dan. Oh shit, appreciate Shout that, out Dan. So, uh, so this is coming out on January uh, June twenty second. Uh, check it out Monday. We're gonna review the Incredibles, and uh, next weekend we're gonna review Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Uh, without Jimmy because he's stuck on an island and he can't watch a movie. I'm in timeout for a little. Yep. Okay, we still get you at least once a week. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, thanks, All right. guys. We'll uh, see you next week. See ya. Take care.